Hello. Ah. Uh, uh, no. No. How did that become so voluminous so fast? That was nothing, and then it's like a fire. Someone gave us blankets, so whoever gave us these blankets, thank you. Uh, or blank you. <laughs> oh, God. I've still got it. I just still have it. And, and it never left. And, and I did. And then a mug. And a mug. And chocolates. I mean, whoever this is, if your goal is to change our looks and energy, it is working. Um, I should, uh, before we point out, uh, before we start, point out that at 830 uh, there is a, to raise awareness for, um, you know, just general cons conservation, uh, across the world, the goal is at 8.30 locally, the lights are supposed to go out for an hour. You're supposed to show how easy it is to not use electricity at 8.30. It's 8.07, uh, here, and so what we're gonna do, because we can't do it for an hour, because I think you guys would probably be real jerks about it, um... <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to do five minutes of darkness and just keep going with the show. So we're going to do our little part. Uh, and that is uh, an idea started by the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation. And I don't know why they did it, but, um, you know, wrestling's crazy. Um, Whoop, someone dropped the plank. Yep. <laughs> don't walk it. Oh, was just... it part of the uh, chair, the... Okay, so guys, let's just point this, this out, too. Some of your chairs are going to fall apart during this, and, and that's just, that's going to happen. And we just, if your chair breaks, don't yeah, be yeah. one of these people who's like, I need to sit for this. Calmly fall, go limp, and then just lay there. We're in the middle of something. So your chairs are going to drop, things are going to fall, this is happening. You don't all get blankets. You're listening to the dollop. This is a biologist, American you history podcast. Devil. <laughs> Each week, I, drinker from mugs, puppy owner, lover uh -huh. of the San Francisco Giants, yeah, Dave Anthony. really testing well with the crowd. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Seventeen ninety seven. New York native John Young surveyed an area out west in 1796, then purchased it from the Western Reserve Land Company and settled there. Wait, Soon, where did he settle? Around here. Okay. Soon, he established Youngstown. That was a, that was a different reaction than when I, when I said O-H. Yeah. Different. Not as into it. Coal was discovered early... Oh, God almighty. <sighs> so it's going to be a long night? 
Coal was discovered early in the 19th century. Then a canal and a railroad were made to transport it. Youngstown became a steel town. By mid-century, it was all happening. Immigrants poured in to fill jobs. The steel industry grew and grew. The area around Youngstown became known as Mahoning County. All right. All right. One for one. We should go. Yeah. In 1846, Mahoning is a Native American word for salt lick. Salt lick. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm aware. Yeah. Uh. Let's name it that, they said. (laughs) It's a direct quote. It won't get better than this. Let's stop there. (laughs) Why continue brainstorming? We've hit it out of the park. Between the 1920s and 1930s, Youngstown became an industrial hub. Steel mills ran 24-7 and stretched as far as the eye could see. Oh, jeez. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful black skies. Lovely. Yep. Beautiful view. Immigrants poured in for jobs. Poles, Greeks, Italians, Slovaks. I'm sorry, are you throwing shade at the Slovaks? I don't know. It reminds me of the Sleestacks from Land of the Lost. <laughs> Just the word. I don't know what the hell you're talking about anymore. I'm in the Land of the Lost. One person here is over 80 like me, and they got it. Yeah. Other people are looking me up and never listening again. Yeah. And with the immigrants came the criminals who took advantage of them. Sure. Youngstown streets were filled with after-hours joints. The steelworkers got drunk, and the capos ran the numbers. Youngstown was very small compared to a Detroit or a Chicago, which meant it didn't have a mob family of its own. Well, that is sad. I think Isn't that's that the right sad? reaction. That is a bummer. Imagine your town is so shit that you can't get a mob. How long until people are just running for mob? Hey, uh, my name's Greg. I'm running for the mob. Uh, Please vote for me. I can do this. Give me a, give me, give me your money. I'm pro whacking, so. I run garbage. I'm a good, yeah. Uh, by the 1950s, Rob Mackets were... Rob Mackets? Mob Rackets? Oh, man. If there's a guy named Rob Mackets, though. <laughs> hey, yeah, what do you mean? I don't do anything with the mob. Me? My name's Rob. Robbie Rackets. <laughs> Robbie Mackets. It's not it's easy. It's hard, right? It's not easy. Yeah. By the 1950s, Mob Rackets were pulling in millions and millions of dollars. The Pittsburgh and Cleveland mafias began to fight over control of Youngstown. Okay. There were bombings. Cool. Great start. Uh, which became so common that a Youngstown radio station ran a public service ad with the sound of a bomb going off and the slogan, Stop the Bomb. By the way, if you're in a town that is known for bombings and you're just listening to the radio one day, and then there's no radio and a bomb goes off, I don't think you're like, what's this commercial for? You're like, fuck, bombs, more bombs. Yeah. Youngstown (laughs) began getting nicknames. (laughs) Okay. Murder Town USA. Hey, let's, 
That's a Beach Boys record, isn't it? <laughs> Let's quit while we're there. We've got it. Murder Town, USA. Little Chicago. What? A list? What? Then the Saturday, Saturday Evening Post read a story about the city and called it Crime Town, USA. But they just ripped off Murder Town, USA. I know. But that one stuck. Oh, I'll let it go. Quote, the Youngstown area exemplifies the truism that rackets cannot survive without two basic conditions. The sanction of the police and politicians and an apathetic public. <laughs> uh, uh, USA. <laughs> Here those conditions have combined to produce a breakdown of the democratic process. Buffoons and incompetent succeed to important civic posts. Jesus Christ. What year is this from? This is the 50s. Okay. Officials hobnob openly with criminals. Arrests of racketeers are rare. Convictions rarer still. Jesus and Christ. And tough Dave. sentences almost unheard of. Oh, my God. What? It's just imagine. <laughs> Can't even. Ed O'Neill. The great actor. Yep. From Married with Children, a modern yes. family. Yes, Ed O'Neill, great. Grew up in I did Youngst- not see an Al Bundy twist know, coming right? to this one, but I love it. I love every minute of it. I think I might know more about this subject than you do. <laughs> he grew up in Youngstown. Oh, he we're said, really talking about Ed O'Neill? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. When jokes are facts. He said, quote, everyone knew it was gangsters killing gangsters, so no one was too outraged about it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ed. Yeah, it's part of the game. Like, that's the game they're playing. It's so, a game? Yeah, the, those are the rules of the game. They kill each other, and everyone's like, yeah, that's what you're doing. Well, it feels like one deal. really weird rule. It's a fucked up rule, but it's a rule. <laughs> okay. Bob Croner was sent to Youngstown as an FBI agent in 1976. Hmm. He had to fill the position of the previous FBI agent who was taking money from the mob and then became the chief of police. It's a, a great job, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Croner, however, was not corrupt. When he arrived... That's f- going to be an issue for the position he's filling. It's not great. Is it not? It's right? not great for the whole town. Right. Uh, when, yeah. he, when he arrived, a full mob war broke out. On one side was Joey Naples and Lenny Stroyo from Pittsburgh. Okay. And on the other side were Cleveland's Carabia brothers, known as Charlie the Crab and Orly the Crab. These are just dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. The Crab brothers? Yeah. I, I hope they walked around sideways. Oh, yeah. Just doing the crab walk? <laughs> yeah. What do you got? What's the matter? What are you looking at? Huh? What, you never seen a crab brother before? Oh, yeah. That's it. Climb, Charlie. You better watch out, dumbass. Huh? I'm coming from you. Look, my eyes are above my head, you dumbass. Look at this guy. This guy doesn't know shit. Let's get out of here. Yeah, we're going back to the ocean. Yeah, you dumb fucks. We're going to go sleep on rocks, put sand over ourselves so people can't tell where we are. <laughs> Predators and whatnot. <laughs> Later. So first, a guy named Spider got whacked. Was he in the bathroom? (laughs) Shower drain? Hey, what are you doing? Ah, Spider! 
Next, it was Peeps. Peeps was gone, too? Uh, did they put him in the microwave and make him explode? <laughs> uh, then one of Peeps' buddies. Peeps. Then they found John... Peeps' buddies, just the no-name? Right? Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't find a name on yeah, him. Yeah, I'm still working it out. Oh, no, I'm whack. Oh, I don't even have a nickname. Hey. My name's Billy. Hey, Billy Holenhead. Uh, they found John Magda wrapped in a dump in tape. So they taped him up around his face so he couldn't breathe. A bookie was bombed, which he survived, and then he was shot through his window while he was watching TV. Jesus Christ. Then Joey DeRose got killed, and Croner kept track of it all and tailed cars and tapped phones. He was not like the previous FBI agent. Lenny Stroyle called him, quote, a motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Now, Youngstown was now the second steel-producing city in the world. On Friday, September 16th, 1977, U.S. Steel announced record profits. Nice. Boom. Baby. Then on Monday, the company announced they would be closing the Youngstown Campbell Works <laughs> because they were, quote, not profitable. Hmm, but... What? The... Huh? Remember when you said that the... More money. Um, More money. Even larger profits by yeah, closing. Yeah, yeah, right. Fuck people. Right. The UAW president said, quote, the whole life of Youngstown is being thrown aside for the sake of profit. I can't imagine. That'd be so weird. So who's ever heard of such a thing? Nope. The day would become known as Black Monday. Over the next six months, 50,000 lost their jobs. 400 businesses that relied on workers' money were gone. 414 million in personal income gone. And now the mob was in a different place. After the factories closed, that's when the mob really started telling politicians what to do. Okay. By the way, Gonzaga lost. Oh. I know. No, 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 no. No, you don't fucking root for West Coast teams losing in here. I came in to do your fucking OH. You show me some respect. <laughs> Jim Trafficant was born in 1941. Interesting. <laughs> he was a, high, a, a star high school quarterback. Whoa. Holy Jesus shit. over there. He sh if you didn't hear that on the podcast, it went something like this. He sure the hell was. You dated him, right? Oh, he, he was. More than so he was, big, he was big uh, shit in Youngstown. He played every week in front of thousands. There's like ten or 12,000 people go to the games, the okay. high school games. Sure. Um, and then he went to the University of Pittsburgh, played with guys like Mike Ditka. Sure. Uh, but he never played in the pros. So after, Jim went back to school and got a master's from Pittsburgh. And then he got a master's from Youngstown State. So okay. Jim Travigan is not a dumb man. He's a very smart man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Weren't ready for that, were you? He taught courses on drug and alcohol dependency. Then he became executive director of the Mahoning County Drug Program in 1971. Okay. 
Seems nice, right? Yeah. Doing, I'm something, like, doing something for the people. Yeah, but whenever you advocate for someone, it just means you're about to stab me. What? He was well-known around town because of his football days, a bit of a celebrity. He was also very charismatic and a great speaker. Okay. And then in 1891... No. 1981. Oh, what'd I say? You said a, a time where he's not from. Oh. Doc, we did it! In 1891, he appeared, no. <laughs> he appeared in Youngstown on the side of a river. Uh-huh. Jim was the first time traveler. Yeah. You didn't know where this was going, did you? I'll tell you what, I love the new direction. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to know a lot about this. In 1981, Jim ran for sheriff. Okay. There was a Democratic Party leader who everyone had to go through to get elected. All right. Hanai. That's the last name. I don't know his first name. I forgot okay. to write it down. He was a mob lawyer. A mob lawyer? Uh-huh. Okay. And he drank a quart of booze every day. Holy shit. That's a good amount. But always got the job done. You mean getting drunk? <laughs> <laughs> At once, Hanai literally said in an interview, quote, everyone takes money from the mob. All right, well, there you go. That's good. And he did not like Jim because Jim did not kiss his ring. Okay. Now, Jim was doing the Walking Tall thing, which was a movie, a movie that starred uh, Joe Don Baker, and a, uh, who was a sheriff who took on the bad guys in town while carrying a giant stick. You've seen he, the picture, right? He's got, it looks like a bat, but it's a fucking giant stick. He's taking out the bad guys with a stick. Yeah, he walks around with it and kicks some ass. Big stick and just beats criminals. Okay. Nope, don't worry. Yeah. That's, that's... And Jim started talking a big game against the mob. Okay. At a press conference, he said, quote, the mob should get out of Youngstown. I am standing on my own, and I'm afraid. I'm frightened of what I'm facing, but if anyone in my family gets hurt or even loses a job, I'm going to come after those people physically. Okay. So he's kind of challenging the mob to, to fist fight. Yeah, but, and also in a way that's not really about anything other than his own life. That's right. It's like, if I'm the sheriff, I will take care of my family. Okay? That's a promise. <laughs> the crime rate in my family has skyrocketed. <laughs> and if any bad guy touches my family, I'll kill him. Jim Trafficant for Sheriff, 1891. <laughs> Um, Hanny said, quote, I think we need to show Jim Trafficant that we don't live in Nazi Germany. So obviously he's on the side of the mob. Jesus, man. Jim did receive threats and so did his family, but he still kept running for sheriff. Okay. Jim seemed a bit crazy, but he was very smart. Quote, he would give some outrageous quote and that would lead the news every time. For a reporter writing it up, it was all gobbledygook and didn't make sense, except for the three lines he threw at the TV station. Oh, it's time for Black. Let's do it. There we go. Welcome. I get, should I turn off my iPad? <laughs> that, that'll make it hard. 
I think you can keep your iPad on. It's nice to finally have my pants off, like you were saying. <laughs> if people... If you're listening, there is around the world an 8.30 uh, blackout. You're supposed to do it for an hour. Turn yeah. out the lights in your, your city. Uh, we've done it here in the theater. Yeah. And uh, you thought it was a good idea. I did. I still do. What? You can't read that? Just making sure people can see you. I'm not doing anything. He, uh, so Jim started attacking Hanai and the Democratic Party for being corrupt and said he would fix everything. He became the people's candidate. But at the same time, Jim was taking money. I was just, I, there are a lot of parallels I'm feeling right now. What do you mean? Nothing. At the same time, <laughs> at the same time, Jim was taking money from the mob. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, he was taking money from both the Pittsburgh mob and the Cleveland mob. Ah, Nice. Playing both sides. I'll tell you, from what I've seen in films, that never ends badly. <laughs> Pit them against each other. Well, You'll he, win. He would t he'd take money from one and say, I'll help you stop the other guy, and then money from the other. Hey, I'll help you stop, I'll the, help other stop guy. the other guy. Nobody mess with my family. And he won the election. Okay. So Jim is now sheriff of Mahoning County, and he did the whole walking tall thing. He went on drug raids. He raided the Outlaws biker gang where they found a machine gun, which Jim made sure that the cameras got him holding. Can I yep. point out that there was a time when if you found a machine gun on someone, it was like, whoa. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, oh, he's a citizen. It was like, holy shit, a machine, what are you going to do with this? Instead of being like, this is what George Washington wanted me to have. And yes, I'm in a Denny's, looking to enjoy a short stack of pancakes and some eggs with a rifle. I like Uzis and jelly. What can I say? I like a little jelly on my toast and a little Uzi on my breakfast table. Um, Jim would make sure the cameras are always there. He would go knock on doors alone uh, to do a drug raid. So, so it, it was full-on... Real, real showman stuff. Yeah, full-on reality show uh, stuff. Right. But his biggest move happened when it came time to foreclose on people's houses. The sheriff had to sign the foreclosure deeds, and he refused to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. So he was brought before the judge on 10 counts of refusing to sign deeds... He's brought to the judge for not signing yeah, the deeds? Yeah, because it's his legal job to sign the foreclosure deeds, and if he doesn't, they can't foreclose. <laughs> okay, well, it feels like he's the decision maker then. Yeah. Okay. He said he wouldn't do it because it was destroying lives and destroying neighborhoods, so the judge sentenced him to 10 days for each of the deeds. So he's got 100 days in jail. Okay. He made sure it was all filmed. The courtroom being handcuffed, the walk to the jail, the fingerprinting, him standing in there in a jail uniform, <laughs> just modeling. Yeah. Uh, so Jim is now close to a god in Youngstown. Okay. He eventually agreed to sign the deeds after some time in jail. Uh, the rest <laughs> of his sentence was suspended, and Jim said, quote, I'm very proud I went to jail in Youngstown. Yeah. I'm I, a think little... we all, I think we can all say that. 
yeah. you've ever been to Youngstown, uh, you should spend some time in the jail. But if you're like parading around as a hero because you're going to serve... Who said a- that? <laughs> Sorry, it's me, Gareth. Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's me over here. Yeah. Uh... If you say that, then you should serve your 100 days. This is now what it's just like listening to the podcast, right? People like just <laughs> darkness and just like two weirdos' voices. <laughs> yeah. But if so, if you parade around being like, I'm going to serve 100 days and you're the people's champion, and then you like serve eight hours, you're like, I did it. Oh, oh. sorry, people listening. Dave's caught up on a visual gag. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God. Dave. Dave, we're recording this. Dave, we're recording this. David. Oh. Yeah, so. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Lights. There you are. I feel like Jodie Foster and Nell. Burns. That's the one where she does the. Is that the one? I think that's everyone she did. I like always like that attitude of hers. Um, Adjusting. I feel like I was in the hole for thirty days. I feel like a Jim Trafficant. Charlie the Crab. Oh, finally! Thank God. Disappeared. What? No. Under the sea? <laughs> no one knows what happened. No one knows what happened to Charlie the no, Crab? he's just gone. FBI agent Croner was searching a mob hitman's apartment when he found some tapes in a bread box. Stuffed... This ain't bread. Stuffed in some stale bread. Oh, it is kind of bread. <laughs> hey, what are you guys eating? Tape sandwiches? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. We eat tape burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch that Rangoon. It ain't Charlie. (laughs) Croner listened to the tape. It was the Crab Brothers talking to Jim Trafficant. Turns out the Crab Brothers did not trust Jim, so they taped the meeting. Is that bad when you don't trust the sheriff? (laughs) It's bad on a number of levels, for sure. When you don't trust the sheriff and you're in the mob, and also when you're the sheriff and an FBI agent just found incriminating evidence in some white bread. It doesn't sound good. Croner then found another tape in the Crab's sister's safe deposit box. Mm, In a croissant. (laughs) Real pastry theme, these guys. On those tapes, Jim said, quote... So he's talking to the Crab Brothers. Uh-huh. I am a loyal fucker. I'm a what? Loyal fucker. Okay. So he fucks loyals. Ah, uh, you mean the loyal family? Yes. Yeah. I'm a loyal fucker, and my loyalty is here. And now we've got to set up the business that they've run for all these fucking years and swing that business over to you. And that's what your concern is. That's why you financed me, and I understand that. Uh, Dave, did someone write this down for him to say? That is as incriminating as it could possibly be. <laughs> that is just every word of that is necessary to incriminate yourself perfectly. Yeah. And I'll do it for you guys, because I'm Jim Trafficking. <laughs> okay? Now let's count it out. One, One two, two 
The Crab Brothers had given Jim 103000 to protect their rackets and shut down the Pittsburgh mobs rackets. Sure. Jim said if any of his, if any of his deputies betrayed the Crab Brothers, quote, they'll fucking come up swimming in the Mahoning River. And this is, again, is the sheriff? Sheriff. 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 Okay, just wanted to yeah. clarify that one last time. Yeah. So, uh... I must have fucked this up because Charlie the Crab is still alive. He, he what? Might... My God, what just happened? Well, I you took me on a roller coaster of emotion. Charlie the Crab disappears later. Sorry. Well, I can't get invested in him now. Uh, yep, that's a mistake. Hey, everybody. And he just disappeared. He's back. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hey, Charlie. Hey, how you doing? Don't worry about a thing. I'm going to be fine forever now that I'm back. <laughs> Sorry to worry you. Now I'll never go away again. That's a promise. Charlie the Crab. You can lock it like it's in my claw. Oh, I think I speak for everyone when I say we hate you with a mug. What a boastful sipper. I sip like a king, like a loyal fucker. So, so Charlie the Crab was actually worried about Jim's loyalty because well, well, he knew... And I, will that ever come back into play? <laughs> well, he knew that Jim had taken 60000 from the Chicago mob, who he was now double-crossing. Jim even gave some of the money from, that the Chicago mob gave him to Charlie Crab In what? to prove he was loyal to them. But what? No. And said the day he became sheriff, he would use some of the money the Pittsburgh mob had given to him to arrest them for bribery. Okay, wait. I'm just tired. I'm so exhausted. The, is it, it's the Pittsburgh mob that he's playing against the Crabs. The Crabs are Cleveland. Okay, right. Uh, Pittsburgh is, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Lenny. Right, the... Strollo? Strollo? Is it Stro- Stroyo or Strollo? Strollo. Okay. Uh, sorry. I'm, so he's I'm like, Spanish. so that's great. Uh, so he is like, no, of course I'm with you guys. I'll yeah. take some of the bribe money they gave me and gave it to you guys. That's right. Okay. It's that's jam- not shady. Yeah. How could anybody not go for that? No, no. It seems cool. So at one point in the tapes, Jim realized how amazing his plan was. Quote, if you think about it, if I fucking did that, Charlie interrupted him. You could run for governor. And then they all laughed. Ah. Uh. Jesus Christ. Uh, now, right. FBI agent Croner met Jim and asked him if he was conducting an investigation into the mob. And Jim said no. No. And then he asked if he knew the crabs. No. No. And he asked him if he had ever met the crabs. No, I never met him, no. And then C- Croner played the tape. Huh? Well, I mean, th- oh, you mean meet him, meet him? Yeah, I met him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you have tapes. Yeah, I met him. Yeah. You didn't tell me you had tapes before that, and I met them. Yes, I met them. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what... uh, Any other questions, I guess? Can you stop that tape? What what did you go through? Some bread? What's going on over here? How did you get those? Did you look in the bread box? Jim slumped and said he didn't want to hear any more. He admitted to taking the money, and then he signed a confession. Now, for some reason, Jim thought once he confessed he would get to remain sheriff. So Jim, Jim really didn't look up what his job was too much, huh? 
It's just sort of like, so I'm just sort of like the leader of everyone, right? Isn't that how this works? I just think it was so corrupt that he was like, yeah, you do the thing, you get, yeah, and then you're fine. <laughs> All right, yeah. Slap on the wrist, boom, 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 I'm back with the crabs. Love it. He figured, I think he figured he was elected, so. Sure, yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you, that's not incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was told he would have to resign, and he said, quote, do what you have to do, and I'll do what I have to do. Yeah, no, we're firing you, so I don't know what the fuck threat that is. Get out. He later told a local reporter, quote, all those people trying to put me in jail can go fuck themselves. So he's uh, switched. <laughs> uh, on August 8th, uh, 1982, the 41-year-old sheriff surrendered to the FBI for taking 163000 from the mob. He faced 23 years. Jim held a press conference in a white suit and said he would continue to act as the sheriff until someone came and removed him. Interesting. Uh, what I'm going to do is dress like an angel and push back. That's my plan for the press conference. So I hope everyone's cool with that. That'll be my move. Uh, I'm going to dress like the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken and say I'm still the sheriff. That's what I'm planning on doing. So if anyone has notes, now's the time. Boss the plane. Sorry? White suits. Oh, pasta plane. Right. Nice Fantasy Island. I thought you said pasta plane, which pasta plane. sounds delicious. Pasta plane. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. I sort of know that. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did he always wear white suits? Yes, they both did. Oh, they both did? Yeah, it was like a magic island. It was fantasy island. Your fantasies come true, so they... Wait, is that what that show was about? It wasn't about... It wasn't about... Was it about fantasies coming true? You go there, and then your fantasy comes true. What if your fantasy was that those two weirdos weren't dressed in white suits? (laughs) That ever happened? I don't... don't, That that might happen. Sometimes they dressed up different ways. Okay. But there is one that, you know... So what, you would just go to fantasy island, and then your fantasy would happen? Yeah. Every week there would be a new person who'd go there. Is it hard from the description to understand what happened? Well, I mean, to me, I didn't think it was like the lost island or anything. (laughs) I thought it was just like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff happening here. It's like a fantasy world. I mean, it it depends. You couldn't go there and like, I want to fuck buffaloes. Like, there was a limit. Oh, so, okay. Limit. Well, 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 well. This plot thickened. (laughs) So some buffalo fucker's got to sit in the closet for another decade? It's a totally different island. Until he gets an island built or some archipelago where he can have his way with wild beasts? There's a different island. It's off the grid. What's it called? And give me its coordinates. It's called, it's called Mammal Fucker Island. Oh. Welcome to Mammal Fucker Island. <laughs> Just show me your cheetahs. <laughs> well, so the dolphin we do, and I we... are going to retire to the main lab. <laughs> yes. Sure. Get that blanket tighter. Thank you. So, uh, before the trial, Jim held more press conferences. Probably good ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. At uh, one, he said the FBI faked the evidence and gave him a false statement to sign. Sure. He said he knew it was fake, but he signed it anyway because he thought it would help the FBI's probe of the mob. Ah. So, he's really Exceeded a patriot. Thinking. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. If you don't think about it, it kind of makes sense. He said, quote, the ethics of the FBI are now going to be on trial. Yeah, it's those guys again. 
Jim then tried to get arrest warrants for 10 FBI agents. This is, I mean, look, I don't want to just <laughs> state how similar it is to what's happening in our country <laughs> right fucking now. But you, did Trump just hear about this guy? I was like, that'll do. I have no idea what you're talking about. That'll play great. Let's just do that. Is that cool? Can we just do that? I have no that? idea what you're talking about. Can we just do that? All right, let's just do that. Jim wanted to charge the chief FBI agent with intimidation. Yeah, yeah, because he, he was asking me a lot of questions, okay? The FBI chief said, quote, we don't run from the mob and we don't run from ding-dong sheriffs either. You know he heard that, was like, but my white suit, but I'm not a ding-dong, you're, you're ding-dongs. <laughs> Shit, come on, Jim, come up with a better comeback than that. You sheriff, you sheriff, ding dong, that's a doorbell. Hey, that's what I'll say. Hey, ding dong, I'm not a doorbell. For sheriff. Uh, which camera? Oh. Hey, uh, I'm here to fuck Buffalo. Uh, right this way, uh, you're not a cop or anything, are you? Would my dick be out if I was? Potentially, yeah, for sure. It's totally a possibility. I guess it is Youngstown. Yeah, it's Youngstown, uh, so... Well, anyway, this is your buffalo. Small. Yeah, yeah. And like if, a... by the way, don't try to rip it its fur. It's not a guy in a suit, so just go at it, though. It's a, ra it's a buffalo. It's rare. It's like rubber. On the, you can feel rubber Look, on the Look, hey, bottom. hey, hey, quit staring at it so much. Have your way. Welcome to Mammalfucker Island. Just that's do it. A, that's a guy. That's my brother, Don. <laughs> hey, how are you? Yeah. This is my job. Whatever they want, I put on the suit. Yeah. You know, I used to be the sheriff. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that fun? Isn't that funny? Jim then said he had been running his own personal sting the entire time. This guy is just dynamite. The king of reveals that aren't happening. Uh, there's another plot twist. I am the FBI. Oh. <laughs> it was your mind. Is it blown? Okay. Uh, he ran for sheriff, quote, to impregnate the mob. That's right. You know what I'm going to do? Get in there. Have my way. They have babies. Boom. <laughs> it's a three-tiered plan. Okay. You know how hard it is to impregnate the mob? That's right. And by the way, terms, I got them, okay? Do you, do you know how hard it was to impregnate the mob? Plus, I, I infiltrated my wife at the same time. I filed candidacy papers for the office of sheriff, and then I met everybody. So he's saying that's how hard it was to yeah, he's pretty impregnate smart. them. Is he, now, is he, like, thinking of these before he says them, or he's just kind of blurting them out? No, I think that he is, as he goes along... Just... Just coming up with plot. different things. He's basically throwing everything against a wall. Right. So, uh, so he says he had to take money to become accepted, right? That's why he took the 160000 Yeah, well, they're not going to think you're yeah. a legit corrupt asshole That's unless right. you play that role. That's right. And this matched the tapes. Quote, I took the money, so when I became the fucking sheriff, I'll stop this fucking organized racketeering in Mahoney County. The swearing isn't helping his case too much for professionalism. Yeah. Some believed uh, his personal investigation was pretty smart. Mm -hmm. Who are these people? The <laughs> Jim said he, uh, he uh, said he had... Uh, oh, this, is, this is not a sentence. 
Jim said as sheriff, he was going to take down the mob. He was playing the long game. So he said the whole time he was running, the whole plan was uh-huh. to become sheriff, take him down. Yep. Hanai couldn't take it. He printed up transcripts of the phone calls and gave them out to anyone who would take them. Okay. He spent thousands of dollars printing up transcripts. <laughs> he said they were, quote, the ravings of a lunatic. At one point, Hanai held, <laughs> talked to the news and said, quote, Jim, I think that perhaps you ought to go to a hospital and have your blood checked because I think that you are an AIDS suspect. Wait. No good what guys. What just happened? No, no good guys. It's a no good guy story. What did he call him? An AIDS suspect? That's right. That's right. One of the AIDS suspects. Uh, it's the crime just, uh, is AIDS. It's, uh, flawed on a number of levels. It's not great. I'll read it from the top. Jim, I think that perhaps you ought to go to a hospital and have your blood checked because I think that you are an AIDS suspect. They tell me that AIDS has a negative effect on the human brain. Okay, so this guy is like an open micer who's like, and I'll test out my material, well, and this I'll is make a cultural this is point. The, this is the mob lawyer who drinks a quart of booze every day. Well, and you're telling me that this guy was not necessarily tailored for public speaking? <laughs> Hannah, they went to court and hey, asked that uh, Jim... you plead guilty or not guilty to being the AIDS suspect? Hmm? <laughs> Come on. Hannah, they went to court and asked that Jim be hospitalized for mental illness. Quote, I'm convinced that the sheriff is nuts, and if he isn't, then the rest of us are in serious trouble. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point. Sure, yeah. It just, you know, the a- I think I'm still stuck with the AIDS thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to get past it's that It's a hard one. one. Yeah. Uh, a judge interviewed Jim, looked at his records, and ruled that, quote, the sheriff is not crazy. Actual quote. That's got to be a cool feeling for Jim. He's like, yeah, want a case. Well, so then Jim took that and went around saying that he was the only public official in Ohio with a court document stating that he was sane. Yeah, no, no, no. You're the only one who needed the document is what it is. You're not the only sane one. Oh, that's amazing that he gets like a certificate. He's like, yeah. see? Not crazy, okay? Proof, okay? So you think I'm crazy? Who has a certificate that says they're not crazy and is crazy? Okay, thank you. Oh, God. The trial was in Cleveland. Jim acted as his own attorney. You know, Dave... There's not a lot of setups that I enjoy more on this podcast than when someone is going to serve as their own attorney. <laughs> That's like, oh, God. I, I would never want to be on a jury, but if they were like, oh. and the guy's serving as those attorney, I'll be like, I'll pay you. I will pay. <laughs> I will pay for this show. I will pay to watch the man who doesn't know law and is probably guilty uh, try to move around the law. Uh, objection against myself, Your Honor? Oh, uh, Sorry. Sustained. <laughs> oh, not my part either? I'm sorry. Permission to treat myself as hostile. Uh, uh, can we go throw the football at recess? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. So this is also a recess. Don't hit your wooden hammer like that. <laughs> so this is also a RICO case, which is super complicated. So it's insane that anyone would try to def- defend themselves. Oh, Dave. Insane or delicious? 
But this just made him look larger than life in Mahoning Valley, where they don't like the government. Oh, boy. So the evidence is overwhelming. Handwritten confession. Uh-huh. Tapes. Yeah. Fingerprints. Yeah. Even a deputy who testified, Jim and asked him to shoot him and make it look like a mob hit. Okay, so... And, and not just once, a bunch of times. He just well, kicked I, okay, going to his deputy Jim, be like, come Jim, on, just fucking wing me. Just can we, shoot me. Can we take the certificate back at this point? It seems like it's fair to remove and retract the certificate of sanity. <laughs> Who's this? Now, you mean he asked him multiple times. He didn't ask to be shot multiple times in the mob hit. No, were <laughs> just over a long period of time. He's like, just fucking shoot me. Come on. Why you being it's that a big guy? deal. You, can, you want to shoot a come guy? On. Come on. Come I'm on. a fucking boss. Uh... If you're, in, but if you're here and your boss asks you to shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest day of your life. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, someone's giving you permission to kill them, really, yeah. is what it is. Just put it, on, your, put it yeah. on video and then do it. Yeah, and then hide it in some bread. That's right. Uh, so Jim asked for the trial to be moved uh, to Youngstown, which didn't work. So then he asked for jurors from Youngstown to be on the jury, and that worked. Interesting. So that's as good as so yeah. six out of 12 of the jurors were from Youngstown. So he asked for a home game, and they were like, no. And then he's like, can I have the fans come in for the game? And they're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Uh, Jim came to court in a corduroy jacket with a mm. pocket ripped out. Mm. What a bold move, Jim. I don't know what game you're playing, but I like what I hear. And then I'm going to rip the pocket. Of course. Where's that certificate at? Can we just have a look at that? His first statement to the jury. Mm-hmm. He said he looked right at one of, the, one, of the, one of the jurors said he looked right at him. And he said, I got inside the mob. I fucked the mob. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to be on that jury, huh? Innocent. <laughs> He looked, I love he looked How right at you. How do you think I got him pregnant? I fucked the mob. I, I fucked the mob. That's your first, that's your first state. Like, you thought that one out. Yeah. That'll be perfect. And I'll look right at one of those guys and be like, I fucked the mob. Yeah. Jin referred to himself as, quote, my client. Oh, my God, Dave. <laughs> what have we done to deserve such a gift? My client! Ah! Tell me he's running back to sit at the table and nod at himself. Uh. You're on a permission to call my attorney awesome? Permission denied for every permission request thus forward. Could you Denied. Tell, could you tell Denied. that to my client, please? I am. He's got little costume changes. And as myself, I wear a little hat. And I have a regular pocket. And then I rip the pocket off, take the hat off. And I am the lawyer man, or whatever his name is. The almost judge. That's what it's called. Now, Jim said it was a one-man sting operation. And that he deserved an Academy Award. Well, uh... This is just gold. The stenographer was probably like, hold on, I'm sorry. This is, hold on, oh my God, this is great. This is phenomenal. I'm doing this in final draft. This is so good. 
He said the confession was fake, and a handwriting expert testified that it was. Mm-hmm. Now, when Who's he signed expert? it... When hey, he... uh, do I look like my client and my lawyer? Hi, I'm the handwriting expert. <laughs> There's no way that's his. Hey, that's an interesting thing. Client, I agree completely. Now, the guy who signed this, was he wearing a white suit or a corduroy? Was he a buffalo fucker? What was he? So that... He had written it on this piece of paper, and then it gotten down near the bottom, and he had to, like, scrunch to sign it, so it didn't so the, look like... Yeah, well, if you I, scrunch sign, <laughs> if you're scrunch signing, it's, you need a whole different expert. You need a guy who's an expert in scrunch signatures. Always use a long legal... legal. Yeah, yeah, no, scrolls. That's why I only write on scrolls. Scrolls. Absolutely. Right. People say that it's not smart, but I only, I only will do a scroll. Jim had an audio expert come in and say the tapes were edited. Huh. Which they were, uh. because the FBI always fucks up. <laughs> the FBI had edited them to make them shorter. That's enough. Jim admitted taking the mob money, but said he did so so his campaign opponent wouldn't get it. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Did his opponent have a certificate that said he wasn't crazy? No. Oh, well, then I think we know who wins this round. That's, an ima- that's quite a plan. Quite a plan. On June 15th, 1983, Jim Traffickant was acquitted. Wow. He silently wept in court. Out on the courthouse steps, jurors wanted to meet him and shake his hand. Right, thanks for fucking the mob. This is awesome. When you looked at me, ooh. One hugged him. Another, another said that they had been rooting for him the whole time. This was the 80s when after the trial, the jurors were allowed to go have like a fan meeting with the guy who was just acquitted? I think they still are. If you're acquitted, the, I think you can hang out with the jury. And have right a away? Right after? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You could go for the 19th hole? Just go yeah. sit with the jurors? That's Man, that was crazy. Thank you guys so much. Who wants kamikazes? I'm buying. <laughs> Woo! Back in Youngstown, they celebrated. They didn't think he was fully innocent, but in their city, hey. in their city, everyone was full of shit and corrupt. Sure. Ed O'Neill quote: "It was amusing to us." <laughs> I do like that he's popping back in. Uh, so Jim was a winner. There's video of him returning. That looks like fucking Rocky just won a fight. Large crowd. He's pushing his way through, surrounded by bodyguards. Oh People God. are clapping, cheering. Some are crying. Bodyguards help him through the crowd. Uh, he's Youngstown's national celebrity. Many thought he was a crook, but he was their crook. Okay. That's, sure, a hometown hero. At a press conference, he said the mob should get out of Youngstown. What is he doing? He's back on it. He's back on the fucking game. You mean he's back in character? He was, yeah, he's, ba- he's doing the thing. He's pretending. He's, he's being the sheriff. Your voice got super high, which tells me you're covering up for... I think you're in love with this he's man. Doing, he's okay. doing sheriff you're stuff. You're sopranoed right now, and not in the mob way. Not in the mob he's way. He's doing sheriff things. All righty. Uh, I think there's... Nope. Uh, and then he named the mob guys individually. Naples, James Fredo, the Carabia brothers... But this is all for the cameras. He wasn't going after anyone. He was just playing to his audience. Yeah. And then Jim shocked everyone 
I mean, it's like when OJ's like, now we find the killer. <laughs> I was like, Juice, just come on. You got it. Just go. No, I've got more work to do. All right. And then Jim shocked everyone and ran for the House of Representatives. What is he doing? What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? The fuck is he doing? He's running for the House of Representatives. Oh, okay. Got to represent the people. Do the people like him? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. He won the Democratic primary easily. Of course. Well, I think he fits right in. <laughs> and during the race against the Republican, Jim went up to the chief strategist of the incumbent and said, quote, I'm coming after your boy and I'm going to win. Look what I've done. Look who I am. I own the mines. I own the mines. Yeah. The mind owner. He had no campaign handlers. He had no consultants. He didn't trust anyone. Oh, my God. But he could speak for an hour without looking at notes and captivate everyone. Oh, my God. Jim also liked to do the salesman move, so the, his opponent's like a foot smaller. So he'd grab his, to shake his hand, and they'd pull him in with the other hand. Shut up. What are you doing right so now? So he looks like the stronger guy, and also he's much taller. Oh. So oh. it looks like he's manhandling this little guy. Yeah. No, I've seen which it. Which he is. Yeah. No, remember when Macron sprained his, am, his like, arm when he came here? It's like, Jesus, what is he doing? Why would he do that? How are you? So to everyone watching, this made him look like he was in charge, and he easily won. Jim Traficant became a member of Congress in 1985. Oh, my God, this guy's story. This was during Reagan's massacre. Jim was the only newly elected Democrat in all Congress. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 1985 was a fucking bummer. Yeah. And as a freshman in Congress, you are expected to sit and listen. As we can see, That's the right. olds don't like it when That's you right. talk. <laughs> Why is that young brown woman saying things? Listen, lady. Once you start losing your mind like me, then you can begin to govern. Put oil money in me! Mm. I don't like this truth teller. Um, She's here to hurt us. She's the one we read about. The oracle foretold one like she would come around. We must destroy her however we can. So obviously sitting and listening is not Jim's style. No. And now in Congress, apparently you can give one-minute speeches every day <laughs> if you want to. And so he did that every day. He spoke out for his constituents. <laughs> one minute. He said, quote, my areas hurt. I lost 55,000 jobs in the last 11 years. And all these fancy Harvard ideologists, philosophers... All they've given us is rust-proof paint. He slept on a boat, and he lived in his office. What? Yeah. He, on the, slept on the, on he a... must have slept on a boat in the Potomac River, and then, and then Potomac, and then, <laughs> and then, and then he kept all of his clothes and stuff in his office, and would change. So he's in just there. like basically sleeping on the boat. He's like Captain Ron if he were in Congress. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Captain Ron. He's Captain Ronning it. 
Right. But he's making no progress. He's, he's running for Congress. But as much as he's talking about all the jobs lost and everything, no one's doing anything in Congress. Right. Meanwhile... Doesn't sound like Congress. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Meanwhile, Mahoning Valley was disintegrating in a near-permanent recession. Mills closed, department stores closed, airlines stopped flying there. By the end of the 1980s, the population in Youngstown alone fell by more than 28,000. When one of the last steel mills closed, Jim said, quote, I think this is beyond all the talking phase. If the owner rips off the last industrial facility, then someone should grab him by the throat and stretch him a couple of inches. Hmm. So he's talking the way people who lost their jobs yeah, are feeling. want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying exactly what they want to hear. Depression made the mob stronger. Middle class was now gone. Doctors, lawyers, accountants, basically the entire civic backbone is gone. The civic leaders who remained are totally marginalized. Success and morals in Youngstown became inverted. So now kids who grew up worship, worshiping the capos. So, right, they went from wanting to work in a mill right. to now worshiping the mob. And the mob no longer catered to mill workers, but instead drug dealers and other criminals. They were oh. the only ones left with money to spend. Now, 60 Minutes did a special on Jim in 1991 because he's eccentric and outspoken. Uh, he did give great speeches. I mean, you see his one-minute speeches, and the entire house applauds and cheers him because he's saying, he's fucking saying the truth. Right. Um, the House of Reps would stand and applaud. At this point, he had, a, he had a crazy toupee, so his hair had fallen out, and then he put a toupee on that, like, didn't, it doesn't fit right. It's just kind of hanging. Do they ever? I, the, the, this one is spectacularly bad. Like, okay. it's... Like, it's, he stole a toupee from another guy to put on, like, before his speech. It's next-level fucking crazy. Like, it's hanging off of his head. Right. That is the point. Well, right. the point... Are you looking it up? I'm going to show you. Oh, yes. This is my favorite part. This is your favorite part? Yeah, when you give a little picture. I'm always into that. Okay. So. Oh, whoa! Yeah, that is. So that, it's not, it doesn't, I mean. No, it's like, I don't know what it. It doesn't look right. That doesn't look like hair. Yeah. Not at all. It's not remotely hair. It looks like a hair cake. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, it's just dynamite. So, me, I'm in my mid 40s. Why? <laughs> um, he did this on purpose. He what, wore that to look crazy on purpose? He wore he, it's so now it's the 90s. He's still wearing bell bottoms, often white. <laughs> I mean, literally one person clapped once. It's. As was low an, as support can be for something that support is called out for. Yeah, that was an applaud. Yeah, an applaud. Exactly. Yes, yes. Finally, know the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> uh, so this is part of his act, right? So. He said there were 435 guys in Congress and 434 wore gray suits. Uh-huh. So he's sure. purposefully standing out. Yeah, well, you could just do that with the bell bottoms. You don't need to put a fucking old rat on your head. <laughs> he's also very funny and charismatic. To the people of Youngstown, this meant he was one of them. He wasn't a DC type. Okay, sure. 
The IRS came after Jim for the 163000 he took from the mob. Oh. He didn't write that off? <laughs> Which he had told everyone he had taken. Right. Yeah, but so, part of how he, that's how he impregnated them. <laughs> but he refused to pay taxes on it, and he went to trial. But there, there's no jury. It's just a judge. So he lost. Right. And now, he's, so he's in Congress, and his wages are garnished by the IRS. That's that... So he was only bringing home $455, $450 a week. It's pretty great. I mean, that's enough to sustain boat living. <laughs> what do you need out there? And now he's pissed. So in his one-minute speeches, he starts railing against the IRS every day. And Jim started using the phrase, beam me up. Beam me up? Which came from, beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. So he was saying, get me out of Congress or the world of the IRS. He's saying they're all, everyone's a fucking idiot. Right, okay. And they loved him more and more in Youngstown. He was screaming for them. They had been fucked by the economy. Trade, NAFTA, the banks, China, all became his targets. He knew that, he knew what the voters were mad about, and he could say it the way they wanted it to be said. He was the politician who people said got them when no one else did. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he also didn't fit in, Jim, uh, he was basically the politics of resentment of a people discarded by a country. Yep, which is... What? uh, I think a fun theme in American history. Wouldn't it be great if there was another party? (laughs) I mean, like a real one? Yep. Jim saw what was coming. He said, quote, what happened in Youngstown will happen everywhere else if there isn't a trade program developed in America. We have a crisis ahead that will make the 29 crash look like a fender bender if all those who <laughs> keep making light of it in about 10 years try and eat your Toyota. I don't like how this guy's starting to win me over. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you led me down one path with him, but now I'm like, all right, keep going, Jim. <laughs> yeah, he's a complicated man. Yeah, complicated hair. Now, Bill Clinton... Bill Clinton was running. Guys, the chairs are going to fall apart. Yeah, let's not. It's an honor. It's an honor. Thank you, but let's try to keep it together. It's an honor. Uh, So Bill Clinton's running for president in 1992. He comes to Youngstown. He needs, he needs Jim to support him because Jim is fucking Youngstown. Right. Um, So he needs his approval. So to get the backing, Jim tells future president Clinton Oh, so Youngstown needs a new defense center, and that would provide four to 5,000 jobs. Okay. You guys ever heard of a defense center? Clinton looked at Jim and said, quote, I promise you, you've got it. And Clinton was elected. After the election, Jim pressed, pushed Clinton to deliver, but it wasn't happening. So he went public, and he went very hard, a little too hard for the Democrats, Jim said if he had to make a choice between being loyal to the Democratic Party or his constituents, the party would lose every time. Then the Democrats in Congress held a closed-door meeting about Jim. Afterwards, Clinton reneged on his promise and gave the defense center to Columbus, Ohio. Oh, wow. And that... In 1996, Clinton came back to Youngstown to campaign. Oh, how'd that go? Hey, it's me. I've got a bunch of new promises. 
First promise, go fuck yourself. My first promise is no promises are binding once I leave here. Oh, I have sex with all your women. I will. I am an out-of-control pervert. All right. But the party's going to pretend like I'm not and get mad at the next one. Uh, it's called kicking the can down the road. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you so much, Youngstown, or wherever the fuck I am. I don't remember. So, Jim speaks at the rally. I am a sheep in wolves' clothing, a.k.a. a man in a buffalo costume. <laughs> so, Jim speaks at the rally again. What but is this it? time... It's a little awkward. How would Bill Clinton even Bill, get at a rally with this guy now? I mean, they pushed him because Jim had a plan. They pushed him, and Bill sat behind him, and Jim got up, and just fucking ripped him a new asshole. Uh, <laughs> and Bill sat there and took it. <laughs> it's hilarious. He's got my number. After the rally. That's funny. I think he's funny. I think it's funny stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing. I'm laughing the whole time. <laughs> I'm furious on the inside. <laughs> oh, man. After they got into a limo together, and Jim just started tearing into Clinton. Further. He used every name in the book. Finally, Jim was thrown out of the limo by the Secret Service. (laughs) After that, Jim used all his one-minute speeches to go after Bill Clinton. Uh, I I love that he's still on a pitch count. All right, you got one minute. Well, I'm pissed. Eventually, Clinton couldn't take it and gave millions of upgrades to the Air Force Base in Youngstown. Okay. But that's also bullshit, because the military-industrial complex just pays off every single fucking district so people have jobs, and then we all have to go to war to have jobs. Sorry. But this is when they were probably just starting to figure out exactly how lucrative that could be. That's right. Right. So So, when he was just like, oh, I could just do this everywhere. That's easy. (laughs) So Jim, still in Congress, he's crushing opponents when they run against him. He's winning by 75 to 80% every election. (laughs) Like, that's fucking unheard of. Yeah. But Youngstown is going deeper into the abyss. The mob is now completely running things. Uh, Lenny Strollo changed the civil service exam so he could pick the chief of police and almost every patrolman. Well, that's not good. (laughs) He controlled 90% of appointments to the police department. Oh, Jesus. The city's law director would bring Strollo a list to his house so he could pick which cop he wanted. As as you're supposed to do. Sure. If you can imagine, this led to him being able to pick which murderers got put on trial. Sure. When three hitmen were pulled over in a car with an AK-47, a 357, and a 9mm pistol, mm-hmm. one, of the cop, one, of the, one of the mob guys just handed his phone to a cop and said, here, call Bernie the Jew, <laughs> who will later run for president. Hello? There with me. Bernie the Jew told the cops to let the guys go, and they did. 
Did Bernie the Jew ever push back on the nickname, or he was just like... I am what I am, okay? Let him go. <laughs> I, I just think they called, called it like it was, as yeah, horrible as it was. Forward. Yeah, Yeah. Well, this guy's different than us. He's a Jew. What should we call him? Bernie the Jew is what I've always gone with. <laughs> Uh, so the Cleveland and Pittsburgh mobs were still fighting, and with all this control, Strollo got reckless, and he just started killing tons of guys. But then a new prosecutor was elected, and he was not corruptible. His name was Phil Gaines. This was obviously a huge problem. Yeah. He started investigating. Meanwhile, in D.C., Jim started saying dumber and dumber things. He went after Attorney General Janet Reno about a conspiracy theory and said she had a relationship with a sex worker who was associated with the mob. Interesting. (laughs) Now, back in Youngstown, people were like, well, that's crazy. So they actually started thinking he's a little out of touch. Right. Didn't go over very well back home. Meanwhile, the FBI investigation uh, was going on. Guys are going down. Strollo went away for gambling. Okay. Then he got out 14 months later and just started running things again. So the FBI decided to start going after the lower guys, hoping they'd flip on the upper guys. Okay. So they got a bookie who they arrested and turned him. He worked in the market and always smelled like fish. Okay. They didn't say what his nickname was, but... I I know what it was. (laughs) Joey Stinks. It's not fishy. Charlie Tuna. Yeah. No, there's already Charlie. Fishy Bill? Fishy Bill. Sturgeon? Sturgeon. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I would love to see you in the mob pitch meeting. Got Sturgeon? Hey, Davy Bad Ideas, get the fuck out of here, huh? Huh? Hey, Davy Shit Nicknames, go, baby, go. What about Trout? Get out, Davy Bad Names. Octopus. Hey, Dave, everything's a fish, go. Davy drags on too long. Don't pitch. Sea bass. Davy out of ideas. Davy, I can't believe how hard it is for you to come up with fish. Otter. Oh, what the hell? Davy took a left turn. Go. They eat. They eat fish. Davy, weird connections. Leave the pitch <laughs> meeting. The fish eating the mammals. There's Jesus. Mammal, Davy but... won't stop digging. Shut the fuck up. Leave. Go. What about Joey Nipples? I'll tell you what, close that door, come back in. Someone's back. (laughs) And I'm in charge. I'm Mikey. Just got to hear 12 things. (laughs) So, So that guy starts wearing a wire. That leads to phone taps. Soon they're listening to thousands of conversations. Strollo's phone is tapped. His rooms are bugged. So Strollo then knew what was going on, tried to plant evidence that Agent Croner was on the take, mm-hmm. and then he couldn't He's take it. He's just coming home like, man, that Croner sure loves money, huh? <laughs> I gave him all of it, and he said, that's not enough. Why are you doing that with your hands? What's your, why are you fucking yelling quietly? I'm not quietly? doing anything with my hands. You're yelling at me quiet like. No, I'm not. I'm pouring some tea for the both of us. Well, now you're flipping me off. What's going on here? Jesus, boss, don't paint a fo- finger at me like I, it's a gun. I'm not pointing a finger at you like a gun. I'm hanging a picture I've always wanted on the wall. Fucking There's a finger again. Shut the fuck 
What the? What's with the fucking? Now you're saying you're gonna slit my throat? No, I am merely petting the neighborhood dog. There ain't no dog here. Don't. What the fuck, boss? Why are you pulling your dick off and throwing it down? I am simply putting out a chessboard to play against you later. You. What's with the fist? I'm talking about Kroger. He takes money. You fucking idiot. What are you fucking stupid? First of all, Kroger's a, a grocery store at West. Are you talking about Krona, the FBI agent? Oh. How about Jimmy Two Fishes? We could have come up with a better name. <laughs> so, Strollo orders a hit on the incorruptible county prosecutor. Okay. He gave the order to Bernie the Jew, who hired a black mob assass- assassin who told his friends he was going to be the first made black guy in the country. So how do you sell it? You're like, cool? Or what do you want to hear from us? That's not good. Uh... <laughs> uh, also, Mark Bacho, a local guy who idolized the mob so much growing up, he got tattoos of capos. And Mo Man Harris, a crack dealer. <laughs> Mo Man? It's a good crew. <laughs> it is a good crew. Yeah, Mo for Man. Sure, for sure. Uh, so they drove to uh, the prosecutor's house, and Bacho went in and shot him, but didn't kill him. Okay. And then the gun jammed, so he ran. So plan gone to perfection. When he got in the car, he said the gun jammed, and they were like, well, why didn't you stab him? Oh, yeah, that's smart. Oh, fuck, what? That's oh, smart. I should have stabbed him. I, yeah, I, I just thought... panicked and put my fingerprints all over stuff. <sighs> I wrote my name in blood on the wall, yeah. and then I was out of there. I flipped him over, made sure he had a good look at me, and then I left. <laughs> what are you going to do once the gun jams? You got to freak out, right? Yeah. I signed a thing that said I did it, and then I made sure he got a good look at me. I touched a bunch of stuff. Put a little of my blood on there, you know, in case that technology's around now. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, then I came down here to catch up with you guys. That's right. I'm and hungry. When I ran out, when I ran out, I yelled, "I am Bacho!" <laughs> so, but I, I think, think it's fine. I, I think, think it's he, gonna be fine. He's probably dead. He said bye when I left, but I'm sure he's. Yeah. Yeah. No way. He's just being nice. I think. I think he was saying bye to his life. Maybe That's I don't know. Right. The gun jammed. Like I said, I freaked out after I watched a little TV. I got out of there. I left, took off, came to you guys. So, a couple days later, so they didn't think it was the mob because it was such a bad hit. They're like, there's no way. This isn't the mob. (laughs) Nice. No way this is the mob. Some guy who panicked real easily and touched a bunch of stuff. (laughs) So then, a couple days later, a a bitter ex-girlfriend called the FBI, one of the guys' ex-girlfriend, and told them everything. Well, who is keeping that in touch with their ex-girlfriends? Hey, how are you, Kathy? <laughs> I'm about to do a hit. Uh, we're still cool, right? Awesome. All right, I'll see you. I just, this is how I'm letting you know we're, st- we're still talking and we're still fine. I trust you. I'm going to murder a guy in two nights. <laughs> Good to catch up. So the four hitmen were charged with attempted murder. Bacho became a mob rat. In December 1997, the FBI arrested 28 mob guys, including Strollo. And then they all squealed against each other. Except two. Okay. The black guy and the Jewish guy. (laughs) Sure. 
Riddle and Bernie the Jew were the only ones who stuck to the Sicilian code, even though they were not Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the Italian guys squealed on each other. Yeah. Even Strollo. So now politicians started going down. Okay. Jim's longtime top aide was arrested. It was reported that he was Jim's bagman. His bagman. Okay. But Jim had an explanation for that. He said his aide had cancer, so he would go to the capo's wife to get cancer medication. So that's what was in the bag. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> what was the excuse? <coughs> he had cancer. The bagman. Yep. The aide. Sure. And then, so he went to the, the capo's wife to get cancer medication. Because they had... So that's why he was going back and forth from there. Okay. Because they had all the good cancer, cancer drugs. Yeah. Right, okay. In Youngstown, if you have cancer, you've got to go to the mob. Yeah, okay. It's okay. not a good medical, although it might be better medical. Um, Can't be worse. <laughs> Uh, we should actually pitch that, that the mob runs uh, our healthcare. It can't hey, be worse. We're at, at the, uh, yeah, at some point, yeah, you just got to dig all the way through the hole at this point and just be like, what's on the other end? Hey, the mob runs the hospitals. Okay. <laughs> hey, so um, we know we broke both your arms, and um, here's what we're going to do to fix them. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to uh, whack your husband. Pull the plug. Sorry. Yes, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. So, then the aide, however, testified that he was actually bringing money back and forth. He was an money. idiot. Yeah. Not cancer medication. I got that from the hospital. Oh, weird. You lied to me. <laughs> so now Jim's entire office staff is being investigated. Jim was being very open about it to the press. Quote, hawks are circling, buzzards are circling, sharks are circling. What kind of desert is he in? I'm trying to picture where he is. What landscape is this? I'm in the ocean desert. <laughs> sharks are going to eat those birds. Hawks, buzzards, sharks. Sure, the he's big a, three. He's on a desert island. Uh-huh, yeah. No, he's on Fantasy Island. Hawks are circling, buzzards are circling, sharks are circling, trying to kill the trafficant election. That's right. He's still running for office during all of this. Yeah. Well, why not? His ex-staffers started turning and testifying they had been bagmen for Jim. Jim said he was under pressure and not sleeping well. But, quote, I want to say this to the U.S. attorney. You're also under pressure. You must defeat me. I'm targeting them. They better not make a damn mistake. I am mad, and I'm going to fight like a junkyard dog in the face of a hurricane. What is he talking about? <laughs> in a hurricane? In a hurricane. I've got bad news for the dog. Well, I just... I You're just... around shrapnel and wind. This won't end well, doggy. To be fair, I just washed my puppy, and I used a hairdryer on me. It was like... Argh, argh. So it's different. It's a I different think it's the thing. same thing. It's just a, a dog thing. in the wind. They're like... Argh. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. So actually, that makes sense with all those animals circling, though. They're in a hurricane. That's right. That's the only way it would be rationally possible. That's right. Is in some sort of predator predatory hurricane. Sort of aquatic desert-like crosswind. That, that dog's fucked, though, if there's sharks in that hurricane. Yep. They yep. love a junkyard dog. 
He then threatened the Democratic Party, saying he would switch parties if they didn't back him. The Republicans are like, no, 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 no. No, not the Republicans are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. During the election, he kept saying he was going to be indicted. That's a good slogan. <laughs> Jim Trafficking. I'm going to be indicted. I'm Jim Trafficking, and I approve this message. But because he was saying it, and he already beaten one, he was basically saying, I got this, it's no big deal, they're coming after me again. Right. So people were like, ah, it's Jimmy. It's they're... a sequel. <laughs> a reboot. Uh, so it didn't seem that bad. And he won. Oh, my God. That is popularity. Easily. Easily. It wasn't even close. Okay. But then, when the new Congress was seated, he voted for the Republican... Hastert to be the Speaker of the House. Happens to be a pedophile. Oh, no, no, no. Not, no. Happens Dennis. to be a boy fucker. Um, uh, it's fine. Um, it why not? Yeah, it is true. Um, it's cool. He just paid the guy off. Uh, but what he traded for this, what he traded for being a Democrat, voted for, voting for a pedophile to be the Speaker of the House, was he would get $35 million to build a new arena in Youngstown. Well, that's cool. But the Democrats were furious... And he was kicked out of the party. Okay. <laughs> so now he's kind of a Republican, but a turncoat one, so they're not into So what him. is he? So he's really nothing. He, <laughs> he gets like really one committee nothing. assignment, but he's got, means he has zero power. Um, and the Justice Department is still coming after him. Right. So Jim was finally arrested. Not on big mob stuff, but on a bunch of little things, like not uh, filing correct income tax reports, hiring undo undocumented workers on his farm, like stuff that's not right. that big, but it all adds up. When uh, the government turned over the evidence for the trial, because he was his own attorney. He, um, uh, dude, I just, I, I'm, I don't know how I feel about this guy anymore. <laughs> I really, this is quite a polarizing figure in many ways. Jim didn't even look through it. He told his chief of staff he didn't need to look through it because, quote, I've done nothing wrong. Sure. Yeah. Just go in there cold. <laughs> Treat it like a dollop. Just walk in there and just hear what they're going to throw at you and just figure it out. Jim represented himself again. In front of the courthouse, he told reporters, quote, most people have problems with a fly, with a fly on their face. I have an elephant eating my asshole. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's true. Sequels just have to go bigger. It's like, in his last one, he started by saying, like, I fucked the mob. So you're like, buddy, you've, you've peaked. What are you going to do? I've peaked? Well, guess what? An elephant is eating my asshole. I'm Jim Trafficking. I will be indicted. An elephant. Just... By the way, right now, the Republican Party's an elephant eating an asshole. They've eaten the asshole. Yeah, they're loving the asshole. Uh, I mean, it's, there's video of it. It's <laughs> Video of an elephant eating his asshole? <laughs> I think it's just some guy in a suit. <laughs> you sure this is your fantasy? I don't think this is what we intended when we opened this island. <laughs> this has really taken a turn. 
Yeah, but now every guy that comes here just wants to eat elephant assholes. We're basically elephant asshole eating island. That name was already taken. <laughs> uh, Jim An was offering... Can you just read the quote yes. one more time? It's really good. Most people have a problems with a fly on their face. So I, right there, it's like not a good start because you're like, that's a really weird problem. I feel like we've all kind of figured out how to solve that. It's one motion. But okay, so most people have that level of a problem. Most people have, a, have problems with a fly on their face. I have an elephant eating my asshole. <laughs> and this is the 90s. This is not that long yes. ago. When... Yeah, no, it's not. This is uh, 2000... Uh, I wonder what his client thought. Two. I told you not to talk like that. I, I'll do what I want. I'm the attorney, goddammit. All right, listen. Look, we're both getting our assholes eaten. I object. That's not your position. All right, we'll take some questions. From myself. I have a question. Yes, over there. Hey, I didn't say you'd take that one. I'm the client. Shut up, I'm the attorney. Miss, thank you so much. I'm also you guys. Now... Uh, Jim was offered a plea deal two years if he uh, would plead guilty. He did not. Okay. What he did do was plead guilty, plead not guilty by reason of insanity. In a way, his whole life has been leading up to this plea. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look at the thing I have on my head, the bell bottoms I have on my trousers, and the Boat that I call home. I'm Jim Traffican, and I will be indicted. Uh, it was a three-month trial. It was very clear he had absolutely no idea what he was doing in court. Interesting. On April 12, 2002, he was convicted on 10 counts. Okay. Then Elef the elephants having a meal. <laughs> Then the House Ethics Committee held a hearing where the prosecutors gave their evidence, and then he came in and um, <laughs> yes. answered questions. He said, quote, disregard all that opposing counsel has said. I think they should be handcuffed to a chain-link fence, flogged, and all their heresy evidence should be thrown the hell out. And if they lie again, I'm going to kick them in the crotch. Thank you very much. They were sitting so right next to him. So obviously he took a lot of time to think of what he was going to say when he came out, not just sort of wing it and get lost in another analogy. He's such a showman at this point that he, if you watch the video, he just kind of, it's almost like he's a stand-up, like he's just mm -hmm. fucking around. It's crazy to watch because you're like, dude, it's all but over. But it's also so similar to huh? nothing. Other reporters who were there from around the country asked the reporters from Youngstown, what kind of people live in your district? Rude. <laughs> On July 24th, 2002, Congress voted 42, 420 to 1 to expel Jim Traffickant. Now, was Jim allowed to vote nope. in that? Okay, so there was just one other lunatic. There was one who voted for him, and he was on their investigation for killing a D.C. intern. Dude, what How the fuck? How can one Chandra be so levy? 
Dude. It's a wow. It's a, that's a rap song, everybody. Take it easy. So Gary so Condit. The, Gary Condit, the guy who was the guy actually innocent, but was having sex with her. He was innocent? Yeah. yeah See, that's else. what I never remember that part. I'm just like, Gary Condit but got away wa- with it because of 9-11. He was having an affair with her, but he didn't kill her. Right, okay. Right. No, having an affair in Congress is mandatory, not yes. illegal. Yes. Um, during his sentencing, the judge said Jim lied so much, some people started to believe it, and that was, quote, the drumbeat of a demagogue. Hmm. <laughs> he got seven plus years. Okay. But he wasn't done. No, boy, no, this is the Terminator we're talking about. The weird Terminator. Jim ran from Congress for Congress from prison. Sure. Now, Dave, I like that twist. I think it's about time we started doing it that way. Quote. This is a video. They say, I I think it's a commercial. Quote, they say I can't win a congressional race behind bars. Let me tell you something. You want to send a message to Washington? I want your vote. (laughs) Jim Trafficking, I told you I'd be indicted. (laughs) Uh, Ah, That's great. Some people start a library. Other people find religion. Some run for government. His supporters held a rally. People wore Jim Trafficant wigs. So they just took some beaver fur and painted it white? They wore free Jim t-shirts. They said he was innocent and had so many achievements. Name them. One of his old staff ended up running against him in the Democratic primary and won. Tim Ryan. He got 59,000 votes. And Jim got 17. It's pretty good. Jim was put in solitary in prison for allegedly trying to incite a riot when he told the guard, quote, no one can understand what in the fuck you're saying. Would you do us all a favor and take the dick out of your mouth and maybe it will help with all your mumbling? Can I take my vote for Ryan back? Uh. (laughs) All righty. Oh, God. This guy, he is... Tremendous. Something special. It's different. On September 2nd, 2009, Jim was released. He came home to a hero's welcome. They had a giant party. And then he jumped back into politics. Oh, good. I was hoping. He was now a member of the Tea Party. Perfect. He ran against Tim Ryan, but he couldn't beat him. Tim was a rising star in the Democratic Party and on the House Appropriations Committee, bringing lots of money back into Youngstown. But Jim still managed 30,000 votes. Pretty good. Jim then retired to his farm. On September 23rd, 2014, he was on his tractor, and it rolled over on him, and he died four days later. Oh, shit. Youngstown has been on the rebound, but this time it's tech, not steel, that's turning it around. Uh, so we had, a, we had a Planet Change 10 meeting earlier today in Columbus, which went very well. Thank you for the people who came. Um, the webs- So people are getting frustrated. So the website's being delayed because it's ready to go. 
Um, and the way it's going to work is you can go in and put in your, um, I think, zip code, and then it'll group people up by places. But what the problem is is that um, we're trying to incorporate in California, and uh, usually it takes three weeks. It's been like three months or four months. Uh, weird, right? I know. Uh, so that's super Because it's a liberal of. place. <laughs> uh-huh. so, uh, so the lawyer's very confused. So someone just came to me today and said, you should do it in Delaware because it takes two days. Thank you, Delaware, for being a terrible state. But, uh, so that's what we might do. We just want to get it rolling. But basically, it'll, it'll definitely be up in April. Um, even if we don't have the legal papers, we're just going to fuck you, put it up. Um, and then we'll get rolling. But thanks for everyone who came out today. Yes, and thank you for all coming to this show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Columbus. Godspeed. Thank you for the blankets again. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.